This is Doug Rutledge, president of Crossroads Farm. For the next eight months, we'll be bringing a podcast to you every week as our students digest and dissect the message in the night. We hope you enjoy it, listen closely, and maybe you'll learn something. Again, we want to thank these students for being a part of the Crossroads Farm Homegrown Remix Podcast. My name is Doug Rutledge, and I'm going to be introducing our student leaders for tonight. Uh, this is uh, our podcast where we debrief the talks of the night at Crossroads Farm. And so uh, let's just start by going around the circle, and uh, we'll let you know who's hosting our podcast. Hey guys, my name is Pauline. I'm a junior at Reading High School. Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name is Danny Swahar. I'm a freshman at Hanover Horton. My name is Kimball Hughes. I'm a senior at Pittsford High School. And I'm Nick Appleter, and I'm also a senior, but I go to Reading High School. So um, it sounded like maybe a couple of you were confused about what grade you were in. Some of you, you know, I'm uh, 12. I hope that's not true. Um, tonight, Luke was talking about, uh, about John chapter 5, which is the story of the lame man. Um, I don't know if it's worse to call him a lame man, a crippled man, an invalid, or a guy who's just laying by the, by the pool. Um, but in John 5, you have the story of this, this man who's been laying by a pool, hoping that he can get into the water and get healed. Um, and I'll start with that. Does anybody want to kind of cap that story for us? What, what stuck out? Like, uh, tell us the story of what stuck out. So, go ahead. I thought it stuck out how long that man had hope for 38 years that that pool would heal him. Like, after 38 years, you think you'd try to find something different, but he always had hope in that little myth mythical pool that would heal him. Do you think so? anybody got healed? That's why, did anybody ever get healed in the pool? I don't know. Does the Bible answer that? He thought so. Yeah, that's the question. Does the Bible answer it? Not, it, not really. It's kind of ambiguous. But I, th- I think the real question is, wouldn't you have to see somebody at least have a hangnail like healed <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. for you to hang on for 38 years? <laughs> it's kind of tough. So, um, and it, what else? What else sticks out? Um, I thought it was kind of important at the end in uh, the 17th verse where Jesus kind of declares himself as the equal to God, as his son. And um, that's the Jews really are offended by that. And it just was like, to me, that seemed like a pretty important part of the um, book. Does it seem like the leaders maybe missed something? Yeah. Like the fact that <laughs> like, Jesus healed was, the guy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, it seems like you're missing the point. Yeah, you know? they did it on the Sabbath. It's not righteous. Right, right. You can only make people better on certain days, and definitely that guy can't make you better. So, yeah. I, that, I think that's pretty cool. I, so, um, Luke talked about crutches, and he had to. I wonder, I always wonder how he got to the pool in the first place. Like, did they kind of drop him off? Was it close enough? Was it not close enough? Was it crowded? You know, all well, he these referenced questions. that he had friends at some point, right? And right. And then he, as years went on, he had nobody left. So yeah, he, yeah. So there was people there for him, but then lost open the fact that he had hope. Yeah. So he's there, like in a place where miracles happen, but he maybe had given up. So, yeah, I, I think that's powerful. It's, it's kind of sad. Do you think they like, cheered, or do you think they were really bugged if somebody actually got healed? That'd be, that's a tough question, because, like, if you're the guy that's been waiting there for 38 years, then 
you see somebody else get healed and you're like, why not me? Like, that's a t- tough thing to think about. Good stuff ever happened to be- other people and you're like, why not me? Yeah. Every day. What do you, how do you deal with that? Then again, if I was a layman and I saw someone get healed, then I would be like, it truly works. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> Gives you a story to tell to other people. Okay. All right. All right. So... Uh, Luke gave us a list, good crutches, bad crutches. He's laying there, he's hoping that the water works. Well, I mean, he doesn't have any other options, right? There's no way he's going to get better any other way. He's probably seen doctors and that kind of stuff. So uh, he gave us a list of good and bad crutches that people use. I mean, maybe for people who are, you know, tuning in, what what were those lists? What was the list? Um, I got a couple, like, drugs, sex, alcohol, things like that. Okay. Those would be good bad or bad. Crutches, okay, bad. Bad, bad crutches. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then for some examples of good crutches he gave is like family and friends and like people you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, something like sports or something like yeah. that can yeah. be a good crutch. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so how is sports a good crutch and can it become a bad crutch? It actually could be come bad because if you're focusing on sports more than you are God and not even like incorporating him into that at all then that's kind of negative and if and it could be good if you're if you have both of them like a mix of both it's hmm. a good point could be either or anything you do you could do it for God or without him yeah for your own pleasure or your own success no. so what is the purpose of those good crutches though if they're not we're not supposed to lean our full strength on these crutches but what is the point of those crutches then, in general? Uh, that's a great question. I think that crutches can become a dependency, and it doesn't move you forward. A crutch never really heals you. Um, but So I think that that's a distinction. A relationship with Christ should move us to the point of, uh, of becoming more like him, but that doesn't mean we never lean, or we stop leaning on him. Does that, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. But I... I like the I like the concept of good crutches. We need crutches. We need family, um, but family's not eternal necessarily. I could lose my family. I could lose my wife in a tragedy. If she's my crutch, I've just lost my ability mm-hmm. to stand. So anytime there's a dependence, maybe that's maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. If that becomes my dependence, right? Mm-hmm. I thought like all those good crutches, like you shouldn't put your full weight on them, but those things should drive you to God. So instead of putting all your weight on your family, all your weight on the things, your family should be your backbone to drive you there, or your sport could be your outlet, and then you could use that outlet to glorify God. So everything, those good crutches, or not crutches anymore, but good influence should drive you towards God. Hmm. Use them to get closer to him. Yeah, walk there with the crutches. <laughs> so uh, have any of you guys ever been injured badly enough to have to have crutches? No. I blew out my knee in freshman year. Okay, and you're on the crutches. How do you feel about a crutch? They're awful. They hurt, they're uncomfortable. You just want to walk. Pretty good point. So even in those good crutches, maybe I really want want to be able to walk on my own. Like with family, yeah, I rely on family, but I want to stand on my own too. And I think you guys are teenagers. I, I don't think that your life goal and ambition is to like be living with your parents at 49. Right? No. Yeah. No, yeah. No. You said yes. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah. I was, I was going to be thinking, sorry.
I don't know about you, but my parents would just kick me out on the street if I was 49 and still in their house. <laughs> I've already rented my kids' rooms out. So just, yeah. yeah. To a 49-year-old, ironically. Yeah. Yeah, weird. One thing that actually came across my mind, uh, these people that use like negative crutches or stepping stools, I, I hope they understand that like these are temporary comfort it only provides temporary comfort and happiness and with god if you put your trust in him it's eternal comfort and happiness and not just comfort and happiness like spiritual comfort and happiness mental comfort and happiness and physical um comfort and happiness it's en en endless like the categories are endless you know is that hard though to tell your friends about it like i score a touchdown it feels pretty darn good yeah right yeah. or like uh, i'm homecoming which by the way homecoming king Kimball, yes. homecoming yeah. king, yeah. Pretty exciting. So, biggest night of your life. You got to wear the crown. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it cool. Was, it's a cool it night, is, right? Yeah, it's cool, but it's like, um, to me, really, it was kind of a weird moment for me because I was really focused on getting back to the game, and then it was kind of ironic because the game ended up being canceled and delayed till the next day anyway. So I was like all worried about getting back to the locker room and then... Do you get to keep the crown? Yeah. Do you just wear it around? No. It, it's actually too small for my head, so... Ouch. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so so you're talking to your friends who are leaning on stuff. Is, is there a way you talk to them about that? Or do you just go, well, they'll figure it out. I mean, that's, that's tough, right? Personally, I, I can, if it's something that I can relate to, I usually kind of give them a background of maybe what's happened to me in that sort of situation and kind of give them advice from my experience. Okay. Uh, do you think most people will acknowledge the need for Jesus Christ in their life or no? Depend, honestly, for me, it depends on my audience. Because if I'm around people who just don't have any faith in God, then it's not going to want me to me. Like, it's not going to want me to do it, but if I'm around people that are, who value God, then it's going to want me to value God. So it honestly depends on who you're hang hanging around with. So do you think everybody relies on crutches all the time? Sometimes do you feel like you're always leaning on something? Everybody must have a crutch or else they'll fall. Okay, even if I can stand on my own? Like, don't you feel the hardest people to communicate Jesus Christ to are people who have it going on pretty well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, pretty successful. They've got good grades. They're going to college. Mm -hmm. They've got a girlfriend or whatever, boyfriend. And, yeah, and it's not... If people that, like, believe that they're successful, too, like, a lot of times it doesn't necessarily... That they're successful in their own eyes. Because a lot of times, like, there's a lot of people that are putting themselves in, like, pretty dangerous situations, but to them it's a good time, so they're, they just think, like, make the fun last while it can. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's a pr scary thought, and it's hard to communicate to people like that because, like, to them, it doesn't really matter what they do. It's, like, just for the enjoyment. And to make people like that realize a chance at an eternal life with Christ is, like, it's really hard for them to comprehend. Yeah, because those, those people don't believe in something after life, so they're trying to, well, better make life as good as I can have it now. So that idea of trying to convey them there's life after this and that this life matters is hard for them because they've had so much pleasure and fun that they, they just don't have any drive to change because they don't believe in that <laughs> eternal life. So, um, so we start by leaning on Jesus because we know we're, let's say, you know, the word sinners. 
So mm-hmm. I know that I'm failing spiritually and I know I can't get to heaven without him. So I lean on him there. How else do I lean on my relationship with Christ, my faith? How do I lean on that? What's that look like? Trusting him throughout the day. How do you do that? Like specifically, what am I going to do? What's that look like? Pray. Okay. How's that? How does that help you? Gives you someone to talk to and think about day-to-day decisions or even big decisions. It just helps you that you're not alone making going through life. That you have somebody that can guide you and just help you walk. Okay. You can walk on your own with him and on your side. What else? No. So I pray. How else do I lean on Jesus? Treating him like he's. A priority and not like a backup plan. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'd live different. Yeah. Like yeah. I think if Jesus is plan A, mm-hmm. you live differently as opposed to yeah, he's got me when I die. You know, it's a different kind of life, right? Jesus isn't parachute, so. That's yeah. like another thing. Like even people of the faith tend to do um, often is like when we're rolling by ourselves and just like things are going good for us in life, we tend to like stray away from um just being in christ and then like when things get bad it's like we go back to them and it's like if you can live in a way that it's constantly living for um christ then it changes things incredibly so Uh, let me ask you a different question um i like all these i mean these are great answers how do you know you need a crutch when you fall down repeatedly don't you think even people who have addictions think that they can get up and walk on their own though? Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people with addictions who who like say or claim that like I could stop if I wanted to. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's like to take that next step and try is when people realize that you can't just rely on yourself at that point. I, I just thought maybe that was the point of the 38 years. Maybe it took this guy 38 years to go. I don't think I'm getting better. (laughs) I'm not sure, but I really don't think I've made a whole lot of progress in 38 years, right? Yeah, Yeah, so maybe that's it. Um, So let's kind of cap this off. You guys have been great. This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing this again every week. So um, we'll we'll definitely be talking to you guys again. But um, let, let me ask this question. So you get to kind of tag off at the end of the night. And um, you've got a friend listening out there who may or may not know that they need a crutch, um, may or may not buy into the whole Jesus thing, may or may not think, I, I need some help. What do you say to them? What's, what's your thing that you want to leave them with? Maybe you couldn't get a con- connection with God is super important, and you just can't get that anywhere. It, it just doesn't come out of nowhere. You... You just have to have a connection with God. It's special. It's different. I feel like everyone on earth has this hole in their life. And that's why people fill it with those sports and drugs and sex and pleasure and all this stuff. Because they want to fill it. And everyone's just trying to fill this void in their life when the only thing that could fill it is God or Jesus and all this thing that comes along with it. So I would leave them with, does those things truly satisfy you? throughout your whole life or is it that split second of enjoyment that you get or that high or that sports game that you'll be 30 and can't play anymore like how is that going to last that void that's never it's never gonna get filled temporary Kimball what do you want to share yeah to me um I like just letting my friends kind of know what 
I believe in because when you do that, you kind of let them know, like, hey, I believe in this place after life, and, like, it's eternal. It's forever, and I believe that I'm going there, but it would be super awesome to take you with me. So, like, just sharing that kind of belief in your faith and um, that kind of experience with your friends is kind of how I like to do it. Awesome. Danny, you get to take us home. <laughs> Going along with Kimball, I would totally advocate them towards knowing the Lord. And I, to be honest, I'd tell them straightforward. I'm like, I'd share my opinions about everything. I'd say, this is heaven. This is Jesus. This is where I'm going to go when I'm dead. And I'm going to live my life to the fullest just so, so I can serve him. Because I know he's my Lord and he is the greatest. It's awesome. It's been good talking to you guys. Thank you. Thanks. That's good Thank night. You. It was great. All right. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. Join us next week while our panel of student leaders take on the question, do all wars come because of religion? Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And the Arms of the Servant Leader, the four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Contact us to hear what it does. See you on Facebook and at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.